Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, okay, welcome to What the Fuck is Happening, the podcast. Yay, take two. Slash, I feel like it's about take 17. Maddie. What? Oh, and I'm Nick. And I'm Nick as well, also. <laughs> Um, uh, it's been a fucking journey to get to this recording today. It really, really, Um, really has. Everything's fine. Everything's whatever. (laughs) It's happening. It's here. It may not be happening. Who knows? Yeah. The elephant in the room this week is maybe this episode doesn't exist and we'd have to delete the whole thing. Well. And you know, that 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 happens. Does seem like something that would happen to us. Yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing that we'll have to just deal with. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Emotionally. Um, Okay. (laughs) Today we have a very special episode. We do. Our second annual What the Fuck is Happening Awards. The Awards. Yes. 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 And we even have a lovely... Oh, did I tell you I added one? <laughs> no, but we're just going to have to do it. <laughs> it's fair. I added a movie to the biggest disappointment one like you asked me to, so that's all it was. Oh, okay, yeah. that's fine. Um, okay, we're going to kind of just jump right in because yeah. for context, last year we did... The first annual What we the did. Fuck is Happening, the awards. And um, it was fun. And we did it a bit differently. We each came with our own nominations. Yes. And then argued about it. This time, we did the organizing. and We did. We, we made the nominations list together. Well, I will definitely hand most of the credits to Nicholas. He put way more effort in than I did. And I'm going to accept that. And then... Um, <laughs> And then we um, are going to argue about whether or not what should which, win. What should win? But we're probably not going to argue. We probably have the same opinions on everything anyway. That's really so true. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to. In which case, we're just gonna power through fake them. Drama, and it's gonna be fun and fresh. And yep. I don't care if we have to power through them. I don't care if there's no arguing. <laughs> because you know like why? Real Oscars. <laughs> because. Why? Our categories and nominations are still iconic. That's so true. Okay, let's go straight into okay, it. Okay, we're going from least important to most important, obviously. Obviously. Starting with the worst adapted screenplay. <sighs> yes. Uh, and the nominations <laughs> are? Yeah. Do you want to read you, you guys? Persuasion. Mm. Thor, Love and Thunder. Mm. Blonde. Mm. And After Ever Happy. God. Such good nominations. Such good nominations. <laughs> I immediately think we rule out... After, After ever, ever happy. happy. Yeah, because the source material <laughs> exactly. also sucks. Yeah. The, the source material is also the worst. So perhaps it's the best adaption. Yeah, you so know? true. So true. Um, in which case, iconic. Yes. Um, I think we also could probably rule out Blonde for the same reason. Yes, I agree. And also the fact that I think it's going to sweep a different category. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, in my intuition is telling me <laughs> my my big brain um okay so then it comes down to persuasion, persuasion and thor love and thunder yeah thor love and thunder the comics it's based on are like super serious and intense and really yes. really great yes but persuasion is 
I know. Then they really fucked it up too. Like I've I've actually not read Persuasion like in its entirety. I've read bits and pieces of it. Who reads classics? Not like I have a whole wall there of unread classics. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So. And and they really they did a number on it like they fully yeah and like it would have been okay if they'd made it a, an actual modern adaption but they just put it in olden times that's with the thing new words and it was Which, weird and it's also not the first time it's been done like they did yeah. it with um Emily on Apple TV or yeah Emily yeah or Dickinson Emily? sorry yeah Emily yeah, Dickinson. yeah 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 um I agree and I actually independently also just think it's a bad movie. Um, that I never finished. That's so fair. But then again, Thor Love and Thunder genuinely was extremely disappointing. Yeah, but the comics it's based on aren't like a classic. All right, Persuasion is the winner. Persuasion, you win. <laughs> Congratulations. We still love you, Dakota Johnson. Yeah, we do. Okay, the next category in the words of RuPaul Charles, drop. category is <laughs> best COVID name drop. Now this references a movie where COVID is a plot point or COVID is mentioned or they're like, oh, so COVID happened and now it's fine and everything's good. Yeah. Um, and the nominations are, Maddie, would you like to read the nominations? Firstly, we have Glass Onion, then Ambulance, The Bubble and The Menu. Now, personally, I haven't seen Ambulance yet. I do really want to because it looks horrific. <laughs> um, the bubble? I don't really know. It, was it a name drop or was the whole movie about COVID? Well, that's the thing. It's the same with Ambulance. They they use COVID um, as a reason to pull this heist because do they everything's really? like on edge and shit. Oh my God. Um, and then Glass Onion. I don't know if that's, it's like integral to the plot, but I do think they focused on it, on a, on it in a way that was... um. Well, I Heavy. think it, I agree. I think it actually, actually used it. They added to the story with it. Like if I particularly yeah. think about like the scene where they all show up the do- at the dock and they're all wearing the different types of face masks and you immediately so can yeah. tell like what kind of character they are. What kind That's of true. He are. used it as a storytelling device. He and did. Like, um... He did. Whereas the one in the menu was so just unhinged. One single sentence. We kept you, you open during COVID. It was That's like, the what? literal one complaint about the menu I have is Literally. that it took me out of it when they mentioned COVID. It did. It was like, oh, sorry. Was this supposed to be in the real world? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so in my opinion, the menu is the winner because it was just so unhinged. That's fair. I think that the bubble. Really? I've not even seen it. I just know that it's got horrific reviews. Oh my God. It's... But I think the concept is there. Yeah, but they didn't pull it off. Exactly. So it doesn't count. Oh, true. This is best COVID name drop. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. (laughs) I agree. Okay, the menu. In an otherwise perfect movie, it's so jarringly shocking. It's so weird. Okay, so the winner of best COVID name drop is (laughs) the menu. menu. (laughs) Next category is best sex scene. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) I haven't really. Okay, what have I seen? Actually. Three of them. Yeah, I have seen three of them. Okay, the nominations are Harry's Bum in My Policeman. <laughs> oh, it's best Winner. spicy scene, I guess. Yeah. Harry's Bum in My Policeman. Yeah. All of the intense sex scenes <laughs> in Bones and All. <laughs> Cannibal Realness. Henry Cavill's tight Victorian era clothing in Enola Holmes 2. So, such a good nomination. Zoe Deutsch and Dylan O'Brien's 
very quick bathroom sex scene. <laughs> premature ejaculation and not okay. That was funny. Or Emma Corrin and Jack O'Connell in Lady Chatterley's Lover. The entire movie is about sex in the Victorian era. Very iconic. I just, by the way, I just say any movie that's set in the past in England, Victorian, uh, Victorian era. I don't know if it's actually accurate. But that's, I mean, if it happened before it... like 1955, Victorian era. Iconic. Well, I haven't seen the other one, but definitely in Ola Holmes, you're, you are correct. So, Well, Lady Chatterley's Lover is like, an insane amount of nudity for both of them. Love that. I spicy though. Well, now, when we say best spicy scene, exactly, do we are we going like the one that was the most like accurate, or the one that was like turned us on the most, I just think or just the, just the most iconic, the hottest, hottest, okay. or like scandalizing? Uh I mean, definitely the two that stand out to me, obviously, are my policeman and Anola Holmes too. Harry's bum can't go past that. Henry Cavill in tight clothing also can't go past that. You're not wrong. Um, Bones and all just freaked me out on the whole, so I immediately have to disqualify that. That's fair. Maybe, hmm. Maybe let's go Harry's bum. Okay. Because at least there's some nudity. Love that. You've got to appreciate that. And it is Harry, so. And it is Harry's bum. <laughs> Harry's bum, you are the winner. <laughs> Congratulations. Can't wait for Harry Styles' fourth album, Harry's bum. <laughs> Follow up to Harry's house. Perfect. Exactly what we need. Next category is biggest disappointment. Mm-hmm. Would you like to read out the categories? Okay. Yes. They are Thor, Love and Thunder, Don't Worry Darling, The Bubble, mm-hmm. All of the Actors Who Agreed to Work on Amsterdam, mm-hmm. Your Place or Mine, and this is the one that I added a movie to, which was oh. um, Jurassic World Dominion. Interesting. Yes. yes. But you liked that. Well, that's why I didn't put it. I okay. Like, the I do we need to like it, argue about this because I think the winner is all the actors who, who work on this. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really is. It really, really is. The um, other ones, like I feel like I want to just justify. Don't worry, darling. While we liked it, it could have been so good that it's disappointing that it wasn't its full potential it's actually a really interesting one because going in i expected nothing and then i enjoyed it more than i thought i would so it actually like exceeded expectations mm. except after i'd seen it i was like oh but this movie could have been so amazing yeah, so yeah. it like retrospectively disappointed me <laughs> yeah and that's kind of what happened to me as soon as the movie ended i was like yeah it had so much potential that it now could i'm been depressed so much better. yeah exactly um, i put the bubble because i thought with such a stacked cast yeah and such a an iconic solid concept, concept yeah. yeah and then it was a flop it was so bad um and then your place or mine i think it really could have brought back the rom-com genre in a way so true that was iconic so true but instead it was a flop it was a flop so the winner's still all the actors who agreed to work on amsterdam including taylor swift who we love and that one genuinely is like a real world disappointment too, so period. <laughs> Up next is the movie I didn't think I'd like, but then I actually did. Interesting. Uh okay, well Maddie was meant to give me one for this. She was yeah, thinking sorry. of the wrong category. I, I was thinking of the wrong category, you're right. Um, okay, the nominations are The Secrets of Dumbledore, Prey, and Titanic 3D re release. Yeah. Oh, the menu is not actually there. That was just the last thing to be on that one. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Secret. These are kind of. Just, this is a me category. Okay. Really the secrets is. of Dumbledore. Was still bad. It. it was no. It was still. It was still bad. Fair. But it was better than the second and first. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, Prey. I mean, it's a predator movie. I thought 
I'm not really the um, target audience. But then, have you watched Prey? No. <gasps> you need to watch it on Disney+. Plus. It's fucking phenomenal. Really? It's really fucking interesting, good. Interesting. I think, I see, I did actually have a look at movies for this and I kind of came to the conclusion where I was like, I just don't think I really was anticipating any films last year, which is why none of them disappointed me because I wasn't like, okay. uh, sorry, that I liked that I didn't think I'd like because I just didn't see anything interesting. that I didn't want to see. Interesting. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Titanic, I've spent my entire life thinking I hated it. <laughs> I, I having never thought actually that I really it disliked um, the movie The Titanic. Having never watched it in full, mm. in one go, I'd watched probably the whole thing in bits and pieces. Interesting. But I thought I hated it. And then for my birthday, we went and saw the Titanic 3D re-release 4K edition for mm. the 20th or 25th anniversary. 5th, I think. Oh yeah, 1998. Yeah. Um, for the 25th anniversary, and turns out I loved it. That shit was iconic. It was so <laughs> good. <laughs> and I don't admit that I'm wrong often. <laughs> that's so. And true. I was wrong about that. E- no, that, that's so. A very I good think film. for the sheer weight of me admitting I'm wrong, I think the Titanic <laughs> has to win that. That's so fair. And Titanic is also one of my favorite films, so I'm happy for it to win. And also the Titanic's. Wait, let me rethink that. We're the only award show this award season. In which the Titanic is nominated. <laughs> so I think that we hold stature compared to the rest. We we have... I'm okay with that. We have power. I, that's cool with me. Titanic, you're a winner. Also, just shockingly, I would also be happy to vote for Titanic because I didn't think I was going to like it in 3D, but then it was kind of a vote. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we point out the... um People are having a meltdown over this poster for the Titanic because it looks like Rose has like a sideways mullet. People it looks like her hair's like a shortcut there and then it's long on the other I, side. It, and I can't unsee it. <laughs> I can't unsee it now either, but <laughs> I... Ugh. Okay. Most pretentious film. Mm. We have... The Fablemans, The Whale, Blonde, and Bones and All. By the way, this is a very iconic PowerPoint. Are you going to put this online for people to see? I am. It's going to be here the whole time. Um, <laughs> now, out of these, admittedly, the only one we've seen is Bones and Bones All. Bones and All, yeah. The Fablemans is like a self-congratulatory jerk-off about Steven Spielberg's own life. Horrific. The Whale... Steven Spielberg's still alive. He directed his own movie and wrote it. I'm out. That wins. (laughs) I was going to say, but then Blonde... Again, though, it's going to sleep, sweep a different category. You're right. Well, I um, mean, I The Whale, that... I think, is pretentious. Like, he dies... Spoiler. He dies at the end. Um, I mean, I and don't... instead of dying... Let me finish. Instead of dying, he, like, transcends to, like, heaven or, like, a place that's pure light. I'm like, that's fucking dumb. It definitely is dumb. But I... I look, firstly, with Blonde, I don't know if I would say Blonde is... No, it probably was pretty self-congratulatory, wasn't it? Yeah. I still think, from the the I think the fact that he wrote it and directed it about yeah, his own life. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's too much. Okay, you're right. The Fablemans. The Fablemans, you win most pretentious film. <laughs> Congrats. Gayest uh, movie! Oh my God. Best category. I haven't seen any of... Wait. You've seen one of these? I've seen one, yeah. Okay, the nominations are Bros, mm-hmm. Fire Island, mm-hmm. Crush, Aaron Taylor Johnson's mustache in Bullet Train, <laughs> um, and Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Interesting. Now, this is another me category. It Fuck is another you, Maddie. Me. Yeah. Um, and he did all the work, so it's fine. <laughs> Bros fumbled the marketing campaign, and that's why it flopped. 
Interesting. The movie itself is really good and genuinely hilarious. There's a moment in it where a character does an impersonation of Kamala Harris. And it's like laugh, literal laugh out loud. Um, Fire Island is both the perfect mix of classic comedy and like artsy drama. Interesting. I think you'd really like it too. It's a modern retelling of um, Pride and Prejudice. Love that. That's a vibe. Crush was really good because it was... Crush is kind of like Do Revenge Light. Why would I have a Do Revenge Light when I have Do Revenge? That's fair. Um, Aaron Taylor <laughs> Johnson, you are the man I knew you were. <laughs> All along. <laughs> um, always and forever, number one. And he... Buddies, 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 I'm not going to... is really fucking gay. It's like really sapphic. But I'm not going to pick it because I think it's a perfect like slasher and it has the most iconic ending of all time. Okay. Um, so I think it has enough going for it without winning gayest movie. Interesting. Um, I think for both content and reception, mm-hmm. Fire Island has to win. That's fair. That's really fair. Followed closely by Aaron Taylor Johnson, <laughs> who is heterosexual and dating an old woman. <laughs> married, married to an, to an old, old woman. woman. And yet, he has become quite an icon for his role in this film. Period. Do you have any thoughts about Gay's movie? No, I don't. Okay, movie we should have been hired to write. Uh, Period. Dot. God. Um, the nominations are Don't Worry Darling. Yes. Bones and All. Yes. Your Place or Mine. Yes. And Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Now, you put Top Gun Maverick in there. I did. Explain. Um, well, because we both agreed when we watched it that the movie would have been so much better if they'd removed the romance plot and focused on the relationship between Tom Cruise and yeah. the other one. The, like, surrogate father relationship. Exactly. Yeah. And I maintain that. And if I, and the movie was really, really good outside of that one specific thing. Mm. So if we'd done it, we would have made it, like, top notch. <laughs> top gun. Exactly. Top-notch. So true. So true. I would agree with that. Um, I popped down Bones and All because I think... We could have done it less less pretentious and made it a bit more easy to swallow. Unironically, that wasn't on purpose. You know what I mean. I do. Don't worry, darling. I think we could have tidied it up. I mean, definitely, yes. But also, you read so much of the original script and it was way better. So I would say that 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 was not a writing issue. That was an editing issue. So You're not incorrect. And then your place or mine, I would have... Well, we just yeah. cut Ashton Kutcher's character and just made it <laughs> Reese Witherspoon and Jesse Williams. There are so many different ways that you could go with that concept, and the one way that they went was the bad was one way. single wrong way, yeah, the incorrect way. <laughs> um, I'm going to agree with you on Top Gun Maverick because I think it would have, I would have loved it. I liked it. I yeah. would have loved it if it was. Yeah. They cut the romantic Jennifer Connelly storyline yeah. for no like, that doesn't exist for any reason. Yeah. Um, and gave some depth totally to no the reason. adopted father yeah. dad relationship. Yeah, kind of vibe. I totally agree. Oh god, it still infuriates me. Okay, cool. I'm glad we're decided. Top Gun Maverick, congratulations! Woo! <gasps> oh no. <laughs> Category is movie you could watch every day. Ooh. Maddie didn't contribute to this. No, I didn't. I should have. So unless you have a last minute nomination, these are the choices. No, we can go with this. Did you, okay. It's The Menu, Catherine Called Birdie, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Bones and All. I don't remember putting Bones and All there. I was going to say, I don't. I'm really shocked that that's, you put that there. That, 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 that's <laughs> an accounting error. That's not me. 
Um, uh, you haven't seen Catherine called Birdie? No, I haven't. I think you are going to love it when you see it. Interesting. I think it's a very easy watch. Fair. But it's also fulfilling. Interesting. So it's a good everyday watch. The only reason I would not vote for my favorite movie of last year, which is Everything Ever All at Once, is because it's so emotional. Yeah, and so intense. I totally agree. That's why I was thinking I was going to vote for the menu. And I think the menu is also quite short. It is. It's it's a pretty easy watch. It's a pretty easy watch. But still iconic. Okay. Movie you could watch every day. Congratulations. The menu! The menu. <laughs> Movie you never watch again. Iconic. Okay, now this is a very competitive category. This is a competitive category. The nominations are. Number one, Black Adam. Number two, The Princess. Number three, you guessed it, After After Ever Ever Happy. Happy. (laughs) Now, I have a bit of an outlook on this. And that is that I can see myself watching Black Adam in the future if I was doing a full... DC Universe rewatch, which is also pretty unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but when would you ever? if I did, <laughs> it would have to be in there. I mean, look, see, the issue with both of these films, okay, no, I think I would watch Black Adam again just to, like, relive my shock and trauma. <laughs> you know. The tomfoolery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I've never, I didn't watch The Princess. The Princess After Ever Happy. Cringe. Yeah, it's never gonna happen. I just there after is, ever happy, never gonna happen. It's I, yeah, exactly. I, I just really don't see any reason why I would ever what. I don't see any reason why I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like not even when we go and see the final one. Well, okay, in the yeah. And what's the second movie called? <laughs> oh fuck, if I know. After. <laughs> after. After. Uh, after two. <laughs> I would watch after I don't two even again. know what this one is. Are we, is this three? Is this four? This is the fourth is one five? that came out last September. Fuck it um, out. I don't remember the third I, one. The only thing I remember about it is that it had a time jump and then they were in New York. Yeah, and then it turned out that he was the narrator of the whole series. <gasps> That's right. What a gag. Never watch that again. That shit was boring as fuck. Yeah, it was. Congrats, you win. Most out of touch movie. Oh, interesting. Okay. The nominations are Senior Year. Yes. Blonde. Yes. And The Whale. Yes. Senior Year I put down because it brought up a lot of discussion about uh, age and consent and mm. the ethics around that shit. Because, mm. like, you think of, like, a body swap, like, um... Time that's right. Movie. That's and it's right. Like, because, what are the uh, ethics of her dating a teen when she and her head is thirty-five, but her body is sixteen? Yeah, that's so true. And uh, well, I mean, it was the opposite this way, right? When she and her head was eighteen, yes, but her yes, body right. was that's thirty. Yeah. Meant, yeah. Um, and it was the teacher or something, right? I feel like I remember something like that. Yeah. yeah. So that was very confused. That's so true. Um, well, she dated both a student and a teacher, I think, in the course of the movie. Um, um, but that the was whale, weird. That was weird. I put down because... The fat phobia. The fat phobia. But I also think I put it in the out-of-touch category because the director actually is out of touch. Mm. And he's like, um, it's not problematic to put on a fat suit. And everyone's like, okay, fine. I don't disagree with that. You know what is fat phobic? The movie. <laughs> But I think we Everything both else. agree the winner is blonde. blonde. Yes. For being torture yeah. porn for an actress who died decades ago. And That's has not even real. Still not been 
allowed to rest. Yeah. None of it's real. There's rape scenes in the movie yeah. that never happened in real life. Yeah. It's beyond fucked. There's the no director, reason why I would ever watch author it. Author of the original book and the director of the movie, um, Andrew Dominic, just like literally fuck you. Yeah, they see no issue with what they're doing. Anyway. It should have just been about a fictional actress. It's so true. It's so true. Inspired by Marilyn Monroe, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's really true. But instead it's fucking gross and really uncomfortable. Yeah. And just all around icky. Really true. You tell me when we're done. What, with timing-wise? Yeah. Okay. We can go for a few more minutes. Okay. Um, Um, Best unintentionally funny moment. (laughs) All of Mike Rylance's character in Bones and All. Yeah. In his underwear and shit. That was wild. That was... I definitely laughed out loud multiple times. Um, the whale in Avatar The Way of Water saying, and I did say saying, he does speak to one of the teens. <laughs> I can't talk about my past. It's too painful to remember. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Um, and then I put Megan, but I also kind of think Megan maybe is self-aware enough that it was I think like, it was purposeful. Yeah. <laughs> well, in saying that though, they're like out of pocket, like dance moments. Iconic. Her singing Titanium. Slay the house down boot. The Titanium moment. That was so fucking funny. Was it supposed to be serious? Was was it serious? Was it not? I wouldn't know. I don't know either. I don't know how how, um, aware the writers and shit were. Exactly. I mean, so the fact that we're not sure, let's say that's out. Yeah, okay. Mark Rylance's character. Look, I feel like they didn't necessarily put him in for comic relief, but I think they knew what they were doing. Do you? Yes, I think they knew that it wasn't I think they were going for full make the audience uncomfortable and instead you made them laugh. But my laughter was definitely uncomfortable laughter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and I'm I'm happy with that. The winner is Avatar The Way of Water, the whale not being able to discuss his past because it's just too painful. Congratulations, whale. Oh, God. The best brainless action movie. Mm. Now, are we talking actual genuine best or like trashy best? Best. Okay. Um, so the nominations are Violent Night. I put Brainless, for context, I put Brainless because I didn't want, if the sh- plot was shit, I didn't want that to affect its chances of winning. The nominations are... <laughs> Violent Night, Bullet Train, and The Grey Man. I am not going to lie, I only put The Grey Man because I needed a third nomination. That's really I actually good. hated that movie and I thought it was really bad. <laughs> it was not good. So then the actual nominations are Bullet Train and Violent Night. <laughs> Violent Night. I mean, look, Violent Night, as is in the name, was really violent. <laughs> it was, like, intense. Look at you discovering things. I know. It's the English major in me. <laughs> um, Bullet Train, look, I actually think that Bullet, sorry, Violent Night was better than Bullet Train. I Which agree. I think was because it just had way better, like, comedic timing. Mm. Um more consistent and more consistent the characters were kind of iconic yeah bullet David train Harbour. was still really good but was it, it was it was like it was also see you liked bullet train a lot more than i liked it yeah that's i fair. thought it tried way too hard that's fair and it was i definitely... tend to be turned off by movies that try too hard that's fair it was quite flat like it was one note the whole time whereas violent night i felt like like we were going through emotions mm. yeah anyway violent night violent wow night. Congrats. Congrats. Also, David Harbour, shirtless. Love that. Oh my God, that was so good. Um, Best movie we didn't watch. We have The Northman, (sighs) The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and Pearl. Now, Pearl, full of memeable material. Mm. Emma Stone! All that shit. I got nothing. The Northman is like a pretentious Norse action movie Mm. with an iconic cast. 
However, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is apparently a very good movie. I have heard that it's actually really enjoyable. And it stars enjoyable. Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Exactly. So I kind of think it has to win. I think it kind of has to win as well. Okay, I'm happy with that. Cool. Congratulations to Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Woo! Best Villain. The nominations <laughs> are... <laughs> the press tour of Don't Worry Darling. I mean, obviously, I obviously. feel like we know. <laughs> we know. Uh, Jean Jacket in Nope. An Skip interesting it. nomination as Jean a villain. As a, is the evil murderous alien in Nope not a villain? Is that, did they call it Jean Jacket? I yeah. thought that was the horse. It was, but it was also, they also ended up naming the alien Jean Jacket. Oh my God, iconic. All right then, I'm Are down for stupid? that. <laughs> um, okay, Harden from After. We, who, what's, he, what's his name? Hero Finds? Yeah, but I couldn't write that. <laughs> Fair. Hero finds Tiffin or something. Um, um, from after, but specifically in the Woman King, because he plays a slave trader in the okay. Woman King. Interesting. And he does a good job. Turns out he's a good actor when he's not <laughs> given shit quality uh, yeah. writing. And the final nomination is Andrew Dominic, who is the director of Blonde. Yeah. That's a pretty that's good. A pretty, that's a pretty good villain. Say, yeah. Um, really whilst the Don't Worry Darling good. press tour has Spitgate, which in so itself true. is iconic. And like Miss Flo. Yeah. Like if, if we <laughs> That was so good. If we didn't have the Don't Worry Darling press tour, we would have never received Miss Flo. Honestly, if we didn't have the Don't Worry Darling press tour last year, the whole year would have been a write-off. And you're so true and right you wouldn't we wouldn't have um anything. We would have nothing. My favourite thing about the movie is that it feels like, like a, a movie. movie. <laughs> <King>. <laughs> Absolute himbo we stand. So many layers there. You don't need a brain like, when you're that iconic. It's really true. It's That's so my true. goal in life is to be that iconic. <laughs> um, Jean Jacket was an absolutely genuine, stunning. Yeah, absolute icon, legend. So true. Could eat me up anytime. The reveal that it wasn't aliens on the ship, but in fact the ship was the alien. Slay the so house down, boots, mama. When he turned into the giant butterfly thing, that was so good. Gagged, gooped. Best runway reveal on RuPaul's Drag Race of all time. <laughs> um, slave trading's pretty evil. <laughs> <laughs> No further explanation um, needed. So there's that. Um, and then Andrew Dominic. Just Director fuck you on so many levels. Yeah. Uh, based on how we reacted to each of them, I think Don't Worry Darling Press Tour does win Best Villain. <laughs> I think it does too. Of 2022. It, it just kept giving and giving. It, it was giving. like 2022 was the year of Don't Worry Darling. Yeah. So... I think it has to. I, I agree. Okay. Congratulations to the Don't Worry Darling Press Tour for winning Best Villain! <laughs> Up next, we have Best oh, wait, Superhero Movie. How many categories are there left? I probably... I don't think there's too many. Okay. Well, we, we can, can either rush through them or we can like cut here and we can film the second half when I'm in Sydney. Because we're going to record the award stuff anyway. <gasps> okay, let's do that. Okay. Um, okay, we are going to... Do this Take one. A quick break. We're gonna do this one, and then we're gonna okay. leave you hanging <laughs> for a part two. for approximately five seconds. <laughs> but for us, is like three days. <laughs> um, movie magic, baby. Movie magic. Um, but I'm happy we got to record in person, even if it was just for yeah, half. So true. But our final category for part Today. one is the best superhero movie. Yes. Okay. The nominations, are, say it with me. Interesting. Black, Black Panther, Panther, Wakanda, Wakanda Forever, Forever, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love, Love and Thunder, and Black, Black Adam. Adam. Now, these nominations are not because they're good. These nominations <laughs> are because they were the only superhero movies of the last year. 
<laughs> Is that it? Really? Fuck. It felt like they just kept coming. It did. Um, <laughs> We already know the winner is Black Panther Wakanda we Forever. Really in do. fact, when we were doing the spreadsheet, I actually put that as the winner without discussing <laughs> that. Um, Preemptive. <laughs> again, the rest of it's just there because they happened last year. They were unfortunately. there. They existed. <laughs> unfortunately. We were given them. We were forced to watch them um, even though we didn't want to. <laughs> okay. That is Cute. it for today. No, okay. Welcome back to what the fuck is happening in the podcast. It's been two seconds for you, and it's been three days for us. It has been a hot minute. Um, in fact, Maddie's in a different state. I am a whole different state, and I'm a in my state pajamas. of grace. <laughs> hashtag Taylor Swift. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say like a state of chaos or something, and I was that would have been way. Oh, more. that too. Yeah. <laughs> um uh, we are back. We Yes. The Oscars have now happened. So we they now have, have the added bias of knowing all of the Oscar winners and losers um when finishing off our awards show. That's so true. I mean, and we'll do like a little bit at the end where we're going to discuss the actual awards and go through. The actual awards yeah. our awards uh, they the can be our what the fuck of the weeks is the real yeah, Oscars. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Okay. Sounds um, good. elephant in the room for the second half of the episode is that my dog is here. Bless Pee-pee. her. She's so cute. She's so sweet. She's a little black fluff. She's ball. like, stop talking to me. <laughs> um, so she might have a meltdown and want to leave my room. And if she does, I will have to get up. That's just a pre-warning. Look, Sophia, the amount of times that Nigel and Jack Jack have interrupted our recordings, like, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it for the cuteness yeah um so true let's so see true. if i can get this powerpoint up and still have everything recording how about that okay whoa <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here um okay what if i go like this how does that look i'm just gonna have to trust you yeah that's fine i can only see the powerpoint now okay can you still see me yeah, but like down the bottom. I okay. am good. It's like a zoom. Okay, cool. Uh, we did best superhero movie, didn't we? I think, right? We did. Yes. So and wait, if I well. click this, has that immediately changed on your screen? Yeah, I mean there was like a two second lag, but yes, okay, that's it's changed. Okay, cute. Um, okay, so where we left off was best superhero movie, where we awarded Black Panther: Wakanda Forever and took the opportunity to shit on Doctor Strange, Thor, and Black Adam. Yes, and yes. it was well-deserved. Very that. Okay, let's move on to... <laughs> category is best post credit scene. Now, this is a category that's carried mm. over from last year. Um, yes, which we only added because we, yeah, because we wanted to make fun of Uncharted. Oh, so true. Oh, my God, that was so... You know, that movie just, like, sits in my brain, both as something that just never leaves and also as something that I have no memory of because it was just such a fever dream. This is so fair. (laughs) I also constantly am thinking about it, but that's because of the shirtless Tom Holland scenes. Reasonable. Very reasonable. Thank you. Um, Okay, anyway, so the nominations for this category are Black Adam uh, because Superman. <laughs> Black Panda Wakanda Forever. I can't see because it's actually something is hiding what it says. Uh, so my I... mouse isn't showing up, so I can't hide the thing. But um, it's because, because it's, it's an actual, actually like serious emotional post credit scene. 
I mean, it was. And then Ticket to Paradise, which is an iconic nomination um, because we want to bring back, bring back bloopers. <laughs> Say that fast five times, Jesus. Wow, Bethany. <laughs> um, yeah, so I would argue that the most hilarious of the three is definitely Superman pretend coming back. Dude, I feel like because we took that long break, we haven't had the chance to like really dive into the Superman of it all, like the DC of it all yet. And I, I'm desperate for it because it's so fucked up. <laughs> That's so true. Maybe we should do a deep dive episode into DC stuff because I that mean, shit's a shit show. I... Oh my God, truly. And we have so many care opinions about? on it. I swear to God, constantly for the last two months we've been texting. Oh my God, DC did this Literally. now? <laughs> literally imagine warner brothers making endless stupid decisions um oh, can't relate can you do you care about spoilers for shazam 2 no as if i'm gonna see okay. it now at dc audience audience spoilers for shazam 2 skip the 15 seconds forward button if that's a thing that you're worried about but it's been in trailers so it's not a real spoiler wonder woman is in shazam 2 <gasps> okay well Does now i have you, to, you see have to see it yeah <laughs> I think that's what Warner Brothers was hoping for by spoiling her cameo. <laughs> Whack! Like, how long is she in it for? I think she's in it for, like, the last 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. I'll go see it. <laughs> Wait, when does it come um, out? It hasn't come out yet, has it? I think, like, this week. Oh, okay. Cool. I could well, be then. wrong. The movie I'm most excited for is um, Dungeons & Dragons. That looks iconic. That does look iconic. It I also has like a perfect 100% Rotten Tomatoes score. For now. <laughs> for now. But that's like so iconic to me because it's like I'm excited for an adventure Fair. fantasy, like actual fun movie. Um, and Same. also I, I desperately need to see. Fantasy. I desperately need to see Scream 6. Um, I haven't even been spoiled yet. So I don't know how. It's been like five days since it's released. But um, I need to see that before I get spoiled. <laughs> Anyway, so fair. so fair. Maybe when I get back, maybe you say maybe. I say to you definitely. Um, I well, if you I can think... wait that long was more what I meant. <laughs> uh, I've got work and shit. I'll be too tired to go to the movies after work. I'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so fair. And when have you ever gone to the movies by yourself? Literally, no joke. I promised my psychologist I would go to the movies by myself sometime between our sessions. That's yet Bless. to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's so funny. I I think we can both agree that it's Black Adam for the cringiness of it. I totally think we can too because it was such an iconic moment for about two days until DC announced that they weren't going forward with it, and then yeah. it was like, Ooh, that's <laughs> and like weird. a report, literally a report has just come out, um, like literally a few days ago that, um, there was a fake a fake um scooper said that henry cavill was going to be in uh in black adam and he was going to appear at comic-con last year interesting and it got so out of hand that um the rock had like a meltdown and demanded that warner brothers put superman into the um post-credit scene so that people would see it and so that people wouldn't be so disappointed that they'd like review bomb it interesting but literally but yeah henry cavill was not meant to be in it until literally like a month before release that makes complete sense to be honest it does Um, because of like the way they marketed the film and stuff like totally see that being true 
All right. Anyway, Fair so enough. Black Adam, woo! And also, just as Ooh. an aside, the post credit scene itself was definitely super detached from the rest of the film. So, you know, it was not a great post credit scene in general. It's true. And again, that really just adds to what you just said. Exactly. The cringy wildness of it all. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Also, by the way, the um, Wonder Woman being in Shazam 2 means that it's like officially can't be part of the new DC universe, James Gunn's new DC universe, which means like officially that his Suicide Squad movie is the only movie that's going to be canon. That's absolutely insanity. That's insane. insane. And that's oh like, my God. Okay. No. And next we'll level. We'll save this like, for another episode. Right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Can you see the new category? Yes. I Would can. you like to read it out? Category is. Okay. The category is best made me cry moment. Um, you read out the noms. Okay. Well, number one is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Just the whole thing, but especially the second half. Actually, no, and the first half. The first, it opens <laughs> with his son, his real son dying, and that's like traumatic as fuck. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the whole thing again. Um, and then everything everywhere all at once, the entire second half, because that includes the... In another life, I really would have liked just doing laundry and taxes with you. And it also includes the final, final <clears throat> thingy, my yeah, bless. With um, Joy and Evelyn, the da 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 da, which made me sob. So, I mean, look, I, think I all didn't these see are very Pin- uh, They definitely are. I didn't see Pinocchio, um, so I can't really have any opinions there. Everything all everything everywhere all at once obviously hits all of the emotional beats. I personally obviously have to vote for Black Panther because it made me cry so much I've gone to therapy. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I personally cried mostly at everything everywhere all at once because of the That's fair. um I think it felt personal. But that's fair. I absolutely agree that you having to go to therapy because Black Panther Wakanda forever made you realize that you have emotional issues is iconic. <laughs> I mean, it has to win the category just for that. It right? has to win the category just for that. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Um, congratulations to Black Panther Wakanda forever for traumatizing Madison. <laughs> you need to pay for my therapy bills. <laughs> yeah, you need to pay her therapy bills. Very bad. Iconic. Okay. The next category. I mean, surely is... that's the name of the episode. <laughs> what is? Yeah, something about Black Panther making me have to go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll make a note. Um, the next category is best CGI. Maddie, can you read the nominees? Okay, Avatar: The Way of Water, Top Gun, Maverick, and Nope. Now, as you can see, this is a genuine, like, serious category, because the next category Mm. is worst CGI. (laughs) (laughs) So. I mean, mm, look, I didn't see Avatar again. I refuse to on a moral basis. (laughs) (laughs) Um so I can't, I don't really, I mean, it, it looked really good in the trailers and the first one was really, really very good. So I can't imagine it's mm-hmm. gotten worse since then. Um, mm-hmm. Top Gun Maverick. Look, I'm going to be completely honest and say I wouldn't really even be able to pick out the CGI from the real stuff. Well, that's what I was going to say is I was going to make it best special effects. So we are, yeah, we can say it's that fair. in general. 
But really I will fair. say these three movies do kind of fall into different categories of like Avatar being technically the whole I mean, thing being in- CGI and yeah. effects, Top Gun yeah. Maverick being really realistic and practical effects yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And then Nope, just yeah. visually and spectacle wise. Stunning. I think, yeah. Um, it and wins really in that category by CGI. Interesting and unique as well. Unique. Design. That's what you are. Actually, that's true. And if we are going by best um, special effects, more than best special CGI, best best CGI, whatever. Um, yeah. Jordan Peele literally created a brand new way of filming night scenes, which I think is pretty technically impressive compared to what what did James Cameron? All he did was make um, people wear mocap suits underwater. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know because didn't he also have to invent a new way of filming, filming that, underwater yeah. so that they didn't use they didn't lose any saturation in the color yeah something well they don't have color they don't use the actual footage of underwater i thought they did in this film that was like no it was such a marvel no it's because they need a new technology to be able to film um people in the um you know the cgi suits with the balls on them yeah yeah, to be able to film them underwater without getting any distortion. Right. Um, from the water, they needed to invent some new technology. Um, and the um, because they needed the movements and like every finger's knuckle and stuff, yeah. they needed to be able to see everything, which they couldn't previously. But they changed it up and invented new shit. But for Nope, they fully um Jordan Peele created this new technology where um and his cinematographer i don't know his name i don't remember but um literally they filmed two the scene and they rigged up two cameras one on top of the other Mm. and the top camera had really low um what's it called really low um fuck when this whatever they filmed the top camera really really dark um right and the bottom camera just normal daytime and they filmed everything in daytime and then they spliced they um meshed the two interesting wow two together and they created what looked like nighttime that's sick and it worked fantastically like you can't tell that they filmed during the day or anything um and it's no. like a whole new technology and it's like a whole new way of um being able to film night scenes without having to do night shoots that's cool that is really cool that's a vibe. Yeah, I agree. And I think just on a moral standpoint, we need to give Nope the award. <laughs> I'm cool with that. Because <laughs> it's really the only movie that we actually 100% enjoyed. That's really fair. That's fair. I'm down. I Go Nope. And like, I'm with uh, it. saying best CGI, well, who cares? It's our category. We can do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people don't trust the Oscars. This is, but we're honest about it. We don't pretend. That's so true. That's so true. We straight up have said we don't care about anyone else. We like Snope and that's what wins. <laughs> Thank you. Now for the most absolutely disgusting slide I've ever created on PowerPoint. <laughs> if you wow, are already okay, traumatized by Black, Black Panther, this is going to traumatize you. I genuinely do feel quite traumatized from these these pictures. Yeah. Okay, so for the first nominee, do you know 
Interestingly what? here, all four nominees are uh, superhero, superhero movies. movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think this there's a big conversation to be had about Marvel, especially um, being called out for their treatment of um, special effects workers and uh, their treatment of them and their low payment of them. And they've created like this e- uh, ecosystem where Marvel... Yeah basically just low balls every um offer that's not wait no that's not what i mean they take bids from all of the cgi studios all of the cgi houses um mm. and they basically just go to like the one that's the best and they say hey this is the lowest offer we've got if you can't do that we're not going with you and like the prestige of working for marvel uh and the exposure for working for marvel and stuff usually yeah. means that there's these companies working for half of what they actually need to be working at to survive uh and the cg the the workers are working you know 12 hour days or longer mm. seven days a week yeah particularly because they got such a short turnaround time now these days don't they as well yeah which is another reason why marvel's now kind of rolling back on heaps heaps at a time you know heaps of movies at once as they fucking should. No one wants that much content anyway. Anyway, we'll move on from that because that also I've just written down as should be an in-depth discussion. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, well, the nominees are Modoc from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Have you seen it yet, Ant-Man? Neither of us have seen it, but they released okay. this official poster of Modoc, who's a villain in the film, smiling. That's horrific. And it's the most cursed Is CGI that an I've poster? ever seen. That's- that's an official that poster. Not... That's oh an God, official poster. I absolutely poster. thought that was just someone who was like just pulling out no. leg. It's just fucking that's taking the offi- mic. That's the officially released Marvel Studios poster. Well, I think it has to win just because of that. <laughs> we don't even need to go through <laughs> and the other nominees. <laughs> you realize that's the, that's the actor Corey Stoll who played the villain in the first Ant-Man film, right? Really? The guy who played Yellow Jacket, the villain of the first movie. That's him. No way. When he got shrunk down to the quantum realm infinitely or whatever, he ended up having a giant head and a shrunken body. That wins. Yep. Don't <laughs> even bother going through the West. <laughs> well, so in the comics, Modoc is um has a disease where his brain keeps growing and stuff, and that's why he's an evil genius or whatever. Um what? And he does look generally like this, but there's a reason that he's not been adapted to live action. Yet, and that is because yeah, there is it no. Yeah, because he looks like fucking Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, and there's no real way to be able to make this character without making it Uncanny Valley. That looks like Corey Stoll, but he looks like a cartoon, and the CGI is really shit, and it looks like rubber. Like it's a whole thing, and there's a reason why it wasn't in live action before this, and the reason there's a reason that it looks so shit now. They needed to steer very clear of that. All right. Anyway, Jeez. the other nominees that are losers are. <laughs> <laughs> the third eye in Doctor Strange, uh, the Multiverse of Madness, the floating head in Thor: Love and Thunder, and Which the was skinny wild. rock in Black Adam. That is really wild. That's very terrible. These are all pretty wild, actually. I I remember seeing the post credit scene of Doctor Strange and being like, "How did this pass the CGI test?" Um, it's just wild. Also, it's last year I don't think we nominated. Bad. Last year, I don't think we nominated Eternals and the Harry Styles scene with the um, little troll that looked like a cartoon. We should have. We should have, and it should have won. That was... Um, 
<laughs> okay, yeah, I agree. The winner is Modoc from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania because I Absolutely. don't think any amount of polishing between theaters and Disney Plus is going to fix that. No, that's really, that's bad. Because you know that the version of Thor Love and Thunder they released in cinemas, they kept working on the special effects right up until the Disney Plus release. And then when, they? when they released the Disney Plus version, they fixed the um, floating head CGI and all that. Oh, interesting. And it's like, so Marvel and Disney can just release a half-finished mess of a movie and then continue That's to so fix it. Weird. And future generations just t- have no idea why we complain so much. <laughs> because they can't see That's the original so cinematic weird. version. Yeah, there's there's definitely also an argument to be made about like preservation and shit. But anyway, um I'm let's move on. Writing that I have down to pause to let Pippi out. Okay. I'll be back right back. But she says bye-bye in the meantime. Oh, she's so cute. Bye, baby. I'm back. Well, hello there. Are you ready? Yeah, I am ready. Are you ready? Ooh. (laughs) Did you watch Zoe 101? Like one or two episodes, but wow, fake fan a lot. Okay, we didn't have this cable category anything, is so. wow. Uh, category is best chemistry slash sexual tension. Now, this can be both obviously sexual. It can be romantic. It can be um, platonic. It can be familial. It's just the best chemistry, like the most believable relationships mm. on screen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Read the nominations, babe. Um, okay. First one is Catherine called Birdie, everybody. <laughs> the second one is Do Revenge, Camilla Mendez and Maya Hawke. The mm-hmm. third one is The Lost City, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. The fourth mm-hmm. one, an interesting nomination, is Your Place or Mine, Reese Witherspoon and Jesse Williams. Notably, yes. Jesse Williams is not the main male protagonist. <laughs> And then finally, Jurassic World Dominion between Nick and the cinema's exit sign. <laughs> also an iconic nomination. When I tell you um, I nearly left through that movie and just ditched you, left you at South Bank Cinemas. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a film. That was a film. Um, you say look, that as if you I, don't love it. I don't know if I look. Don't no. try and defend yourself now. Cool. I don't need to. I don't like actually love it. I ironically love it, you know. I Which is know. more love than you give it. <laughs> no, some things are so bad that even ironically loving it still makes you a fool of a talk. Okay. That's fair. I will accept that. Now, the only one of these you haven't seen is Catherine called Birdie, and I think yes. when I tell you the cast of this film, you'll understand. Okay. So, Catherine called Catherine called Betty. The main character is obviously Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us and Game of Thrones, right? I was gonna say, is that is that Bella Ramsey? <laughs> it is. Um, and do you want to know who played her parents? Uh, who? Andrew Scott, the hot priest from Fleabag. Ooh. It's Andrew Scott, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, it is. I think yeah. so. And Billy Piper Rose from Doctor Who. Wow. Who's like one of the best actresses of our generation, by the way. Her all her new stuff that she's done in the last ten years is ridiculous. 
Um, and then like her brother is literally um. Tommen from Game of Thrones. I couldn't remember his name. Interesting. Yeah. Um. And um. Blah 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 blah. His her 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 uncle. Uncle is Joe Alwyn, Taylor Swift's um boyfriend. Interesting. Whack. What a stacked cast. I literally have never heard of this film until you start talking about it. So. It's on Prime Video and it fucking slaps. It's so good. It's set in like um the medieval times, I guess. But it's like a coming of age and it's it's really good and really funny and really sweet and a really easy watch and like a really easy rewatch too because it it's kind of feel good and wholesome Fair. and stuff. Fair. Very good. Well, um, look, I don't have I don't I can't vote for that yes or no. It sounds very good, so I would be happy if you were like this my opinion it's the best i personally think your place or mine has to go just on a moral standing which is the movie was terrible um (laughs) (laughs) the lost city look good but i don't think it was like great their chemistry i mean i think camilla mendez and maya hawk should win personally i don't disagree i was about to make the argument for them that they played their roles as if it could be romantic. It could be platonic. It could be, um, uh, what's it called? Um, it could be, be, what's the opposite of platonic? Uh, when it's like a uh, villainous. Um. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> I don't know what you'd call yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that. Whatever that's called. There's a word for it, and I can't fucking remember. But oh well. Um, and I do think that they played it very, very. Very Literally well. every single iteration of the way their relationship, like who they were to each other, was iconic. When they were enemies, it was yeah. iconic. When one hated the other and the other liked, it was all of it was so iconic and all so believable. Mm. I, it was that was a fucking banger, absolutely adversarial. Adversarial. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess. I think that's the word. Yeah. Anyway, Maybe. they win. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Next. <laughs> For context, I can't see myself right now, so I'm just assuming that everything I do, I'm in frame. Can you really not see yourself? I can see myself. Yeah, but I have to have oh, the PowerPoint I guess, on full yeah, screen. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, you're in frame. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, good. Everyone needs to see my beautiful face as this happens. <laughs> okay. Now, I have a caveat with this one, but... Best bad movie, uh, okay. as in, as in, uh, uh, watchable but horrific. Fair. Oh, so first one is uh, senior year. Do you want me to do your little notes? Yes. Okay, senior year because it was a compelling mess. The uh, second nomination is your place or mine. Worth it for the middle. I can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the third one is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, um, which is because Wanda, and at least it's fast-paced. Which I agree with. Also iconic of me not even realising that the poster is Thor, because they all look the same. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, That's absolutely iconic. Now I did think of a last-minute fourth nomination for this, and I'm... Yeah. I'm going to say what it is, and I think you'll be gagged and goofed. Please do. Love and Gelato. 
I am gagged and gooped because that was just a bad movie. <laughs> I agree, but I can't remember if there's a category for bad movie because that felt really mean spirited. Um, <laughs> so I just we thought it needed to be nominated for something. I, th- <laughs> I thought it needed to be nominated for something, you know? That's fair. Look. Oh, God. I mean, oh, this is a hard one. Um, I don't really... I think the thing is, is that I don't like any of these. <laughs> That's my... I agree. I think I wouldn't rewatch Senior Year or Your Place or Mine, but I would probably rewatch Doctor Strange 2. I, that's really true. I probably would also rewatch it, but I have a, an actual genuine dislike of that film because of the fact that they fucked it and fumbled the bag so badly. I agree, but at least it was the other two and entertaining. Like, yeah, I guess. All right, fine. Doctor Strange can win. I don't and like also it. We got, but... the, we got the incredible scene of Wanda's children singing about ice cream to her. So. I don't remember that. <laughs> You're a loose cannon. <laughs> okay, no, I lied. We have film. worst bad movie. This is a five film Iconic. category, with the fifth film being Love and Gelato. <laughs> worst Iconic. category is worst bad movie, and the nominees are Black Adam because it was a snooze fest. Period. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. What the fuck? Nah. <laughs> After ever happy, boring, and maybe problematic. LOL, because Nick had that in there. <laughs> and they're uh, blonde, self-explanatory, and then, yes, Very. Love and Gelato, which also, if you've seen it, self-explanatory. <laughs> so self-explanatory. Um, okay. <laughs> Just yawned. I'm Look, sorry. Um, I'm not going to lie. For Black Adam, I genuinely enjoyed the last 30 minutes of that film because i laughed so much at how bad it was so i just think it can't win based on how entertained i was like from laughing at it you know no i don't know i thought it was just boring (laughs) oh my god well that's because you weren't in the cinema with chelsea and i she and i literally we were sitting in this cinema and there was not many other people in there and it got to the last 30 minutes we were the only two people in there that laughed at everything and she That's and really I like I felt really bad about it afterwards but I just we couldn't hold it in because we were so horrified about what was happening on our screens it was pretty bad um it was bad Jurassic World Dominion I think was one a snooze fest two questionable CGI three yeah horrific plotting story four horrific yeah. handling of characters and five yeah the second half had something going for it and the fact that they ruined it with the first half i think it makes it extra disappointing so fair so fair <clears throat> now after ever happy after ever happy unhinged so unhinged well i was gonna say it's pretty easy to say that it's bad because i don't remember anything about it except the new york stuff and so I don't fair. remember anything I remember, that actually I happened think there. I think this was the I one where they, they had sex at the beginning. I feel I like. I couldn't tell you. In like the yeah, English no, countryside, really I think. Yeah, something like that. I don't really know. Oh, because I think we started off where the last one ended, which was with the reveal yeah. that, and he like burnt down a house or something, right? And that's where they broke up. And then. Oh yeah, something like that. And then they did like that massive time skip where they went to New York and then, yeah. And then at the end, it turned out that the whole series was like Harden doing 
writing his book about it, which he didn't tell her about, but then he was like a New York Times bestseller and Right, it was called all of that. and it turns out the whole series <laughs> was his writing. That's right. That's pretty iconic. And then now the movie series is the 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 um the the studio is adding on another movie to the end, even though mm. nobody wants it. It's true, nobody wants it. And now they're um, doing like a whole cinematic universe of these shit movies with um that other fanfic movie that's coming out starring like Cole yeah, or Dylan Sprouse. Oh. No. The same studio is made, it's called like Beautiful Disaster. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yes. like by the same studio yeah. and shit. And I'm like, they're definitely making a cinematic universe of shit movies. They are. They are. And unfortunately, we will go and see every one. <laughs> it's true, and you are right. <laughs> We're a slave um, okay, to capitalism. Finally... So true. Uh finally blonde. Now, admittedly, neither of us have seen this, and that's absolutely on a moral mm-hmm. standpoint uh, because we disagree with the whole concept fundamentally. Mm-hmm. I think for that reason it should win. <laughs> I agree, and from the clips I have seen, the acting is over the top, and then everything, every review I've read said that it's so long and so boring, and then the scenes that are made up completely the um sexual assault scenes and stuff they fully show like i just don't want she's that. naked for like most of the film just standing around Ew. Like, she just no. has random talking Out. scenes where she's naked and it's like but done uh, the way done. that you're able to exploit this poor woman even in death is insane to I me know. uh and fully Shut they up. made like there's like a full on um assault scene with like one of the presidents and marilyn monroe and it literally like shows her Gobble and his ding dong. Ew. Mm. It's fucking gross. This is a real person they're talking about. That's gross. Move on. No. We're Blonde, out. you That's win again. You win best villain and worst bad movie. You do. It's not looking good wow. for you this year at okay. the Oscars. We are. We already know she loses and flops at everything. Thank fuck. Anyway, um, <laughs> I we are now on to like it. the final three categories. <laughs> Yeah. Best actor nominees are Jean Jacket from Nope. Yeah. Rafe Fiennes from The Menu. Yep. And Ki Huai Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Now we know from our yesterday Oscars happenings that Ki has won Best Supporting Actor and has won every other Best Supporting Actor award possible. He has. Now... Does that mean because he's won everything else, we are okay to give it to someone else? Well, who would you want to give it to instead? I kind of think that Ray Fiennes was completely snubbed from the Oscars, from the awards season not... in general. I would honestly agree with that. He did a phenomenal job. Like, an insane job in the menu, and he was just completely snubbed for the entire season. I'm happy to give it to Ray Fiennes, honestly. He did a fucking fantastic job. I am too. But, like, if we were doing this for realsies, without having knowing the best Oscar winner and stuff, it would probably go to Key for everything ever all at once because that that uh, taxes and laundry scene is fucking heartbreaking. Um, I mean, do you think, though? I would still be pretty comfortable giving it... I don't know. I don't know. Like, No, yes, I, I would obviously... give it to Key. Oh. Okay, fine. 
but knowing that he's won every award possible, I, I feel comfortable giving Ray Fiennes his due for the menu which he was snubbed for. <laughs> you know? Okay, whatever. And also Next. Jean Jacket for, like, absolutely turning her pussy Popping out. off. You know? So true. Absolute so true. icon legend. Congratulations, Ray Fiennes. Congratulations. Woo! <laughs> okay. As you can tell, I obviously have a lot more love for the Best Actress nominees because there's fully six of them. <laughs> it hasn't changed. Okay, yes. Oh my god, yes. The category so is Best Actress. That's iconic. And wow. the nominees are... Oh, me. Um, Michelle <laughs> Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Miss Flo for all of her 2022 movies. Absolutely. She had a few. Oh, she her, did. It's Stephanie Shu is how you pronounce the last name. Stephanie Shu. Okay, I was gonna say cool. Um, okay, Stephanie Shu for everything, everywhere, all at once as well. Very iconic that we have two in the same category. Um, the love of my life, Sophie Turner for Do Revenge. Anya Taylor Joy the... for the menu. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that I don't do cocaine. Scene is permanently burned <laughs> into my brain. <laughs> so true. And then Megan from Megan. <laughs> Personally, uh, Titanium. Look. If that's not Best Actress winner worthy, I don't know what is, you know? Literally, honest to God, I actually feel like she should win. Megan should win because <laughs> I, I, it was an unhinged and yet captivating and so believable performance. Like... <laughs> It was truly batshit. That movie is fucking wild. It was. If it was it, like, it's really true. If it was like ten percent more, like she actually killed ten percent more people or something, I think it would have been a perfect film. But instead, That's I fair. do think it That's kind so of held fair. itself back the tiniest bit. It did, particularly particularly in the first half. It should have been more mm. unhinged right from the beginning in terms of I agree killing with that. people. <laughs> now, I personally. Again, think that now that we know retroactively that Michelle Yeoh wins Best Actress at the Oscars, that it's okay for us to give it to somewhere else because she already has the highest award possible. Second highest award possible. We're the highest award possible. And let's be completely honest. Stephanie Hsu was fucking robbed yesterday. Well, I was going to say, in relation to what one of our What the Fuck of the Weeks is going to be... Yeah. The way that okay, you fair. watch, <clears throat> that the Academy members watched everything, everywhere, all at once, and said, Jamie Lee Curtis is the standout supporting role in that film. It genuinely makes no sense to me. I saw someone sum it up really well, which was, if Jamie Lee Curtis's character hadn't been in the film, it would have made no difference. But if Stephanie Shu wasn't in it, there wouldn't be no movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I also think... um. I think that politics played into it, uh, like academy yeah. politics, because I think they know they know full well that out of all of those nominees, Jamie Lee Curtis is probably not going to be nominated again. Interesting. And and they do do this where they where they know that if an actor isn't going to be nominated again, their chances go up a lot, um, for the win because it's like more momentous in that way. I guess I don't know. Um, Interesting. Like how Game of Thrones won a bunch of awards for season eight at the Emmys, even though it sucked. <laughs> yeah. And I think, 
honestly, I kind of think Best Actor also this year went more to the person who in life deserved the award more, not so much for that role with Brendan Fraser. I mean, honestly, I don't remember what the other nominees were, so we can talk about that oh, in which, a second. Yeah, okay. I, I think Stephanie Shu should win because I think she was insane in Everything and Everywhere all at once. She really the was. The way that she played. She did phenomenal. Like a thousand characters with Jobu Tabaki. Uh, and then so the way that Joy is played at the end when her and her mum are talking is heartbreaking and it's really, really true. Insane. It's very so true. I'll cry if she doesn't win. That's understandable. Okay, cool. She wins. Congratulations, Stephanie. Show your best actress. Slay the house down boots, Mama. <laughs> we love you. Okay, best picture. This is uh, our final okay, category. Wait. I think, it unless I added another category, unless I added another category that I completely forgot about, this is the final category. Absolutely iconic. Um, okay. okay, all right. Well then. I'm I'm going to let you read out the nominees for Best Picture. Okay. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. Because it's everything. Such a good mm-hmm. way to sum it up. Um, the menu, because it's gaggy. <laughs> Period. Titanic, because it's extra. Absolutely love that movie from 1998 is being nominated this, nominated this year. Um, the only revenge. award show I will say where where the Titanic is nominated. So true, um, and we were correct. Um, do revenge because it's so iconic. Glass Onion because it's artful camp mystery, um, and then Nope because it's subversive and cunt. <laughs> Maddie with the swearing that stands for charisma, uniqueness, mav, and talent. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Both of those things. Um, oh my God. So many good nominations and also different. So many good choices. So many good choices. And different. You're right. We've got some good, a good mix of. It's a real mix. I don't know what genres. I don't really either. Um, I think it would be hilarious for us to give the award to the, to, um, Titanic. I literally was just feeling like maybe we should get rid of Titanic because it's not from this year. <laughs> well, no, that's why I think it would be hilarious. Which is, I yes, mean, we're going to get rid hilarious. of it. But it needed the nomination because the 3D re-release. So I true. Mean, come on. Um, so, so true. Titanic is out. Devastating. I think Glass Onion is out because whilst I could argue for it to be Best Picture, Maddie didn't like it as much as the first one. Yeah, I think that's really true. I also think the menu has to be out because even though it was a fucking fantastic film, I don't think it's as strong as a couple of the others there that are left. Like, nope. Or everything everywhere at once. I mean, I guess if that's what you think about it, we'll get rid of it. God. (laughs) I mean, I love it, but, like, I I think the others maybe were better. Um, look, do revenge. I feel so strongly about that film because I loved it so much, but and I, honestly, I actually have no reason to cut it from the potential winner aside from just, I feel like the other two probably are the final ones that need to battle it out. You know, I think what you're feeling is that Nope and everything everywhere have more to say. That's Probably, maybe, maybe. Like, they have more cultural 
um and and um they're more rounded i can't think of the word yeah their 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 purpose is a bit more um purposeful <laughs> yeah yeah their purpose is more purposeful exactly okay oh um, babe i don't know oh god i don't know this is hard hmm you know what what i think that every other award show are idiots and fools and that every other award show should have done what we're about to do which what we're about to do are we is give are notes you doing and everything everywhere all at once iconic both winners congratulations you're both best pictures love it i am so down for that it's not funny wow actually yeah congratulations guys (laughs) i think i think the the prospect of deciding between the two is too much for me and i don't think i can do it i I totally agree. I feel overwhelmed at the idea and I feel like I am physically incapable of it. So I'm with you. I get it. I agree. It's true. And I love them both for such different reasons that it's like, this is why the, the yeah. awards shows should probably go by genre. Anyway. So true. So true. How exciting. We're the first award show of the season to give everything ever all at once and note the best picture. Love that for us. Truly love that. That is pretty us. iconic of us. Um and yeah, that I is totally the end agree. of our what the fuck of what the fuck of what the fuck is happening in the podcast, the award show for twenty twenty three. So any movies uh, starting from this month onwards, you'll see them at next year's mm, award show. Don't worry, guys. Next year's award show. Look, I also really feel like we should definitely just round this out by saying our the things we nominated were iconic. The things we chose to win were iconic. I do feel like we are the definitive voice on the movies from last year. Um, and yeah, come back next <laughs> year because we will still continue to be as right as we were this year and last year. <laughs> so true, bestie. <laughs> oh goodness all right uh okay so our what the fuck our what the fuck of the weeks this week a duel the and they're gonna be the oscars in general um the yesterday's yeah. yesterday is when the oscars happened for us um i yes. don't have any crazy thoughts about this year's oscars there was no like the event itself ran smoothly there was no like dramatic anything no wrong picture announcement, nothing like that. No, I mean, the champagne colored carpet was very wild, particularly because it was so last minute that announcement. And I did see a TikTok of a compilation of all these celebrities wearing light colored dresses. And the uh... commentator was like, Did no one tell the stylists that the carpet was mm. going to be champagne colored until the last second? And I absolutely feel like that's true. Um, yeah, that's definitely all of what the happened. Celebrities, all of the women were yeah wearing light colored dresses, and they were like completely washed out against both the backdrop and the carpet. Which yeah, that's awkward. Oof. Someone's <laughs> getting awkward. fired. Not that anyone aside like from me and maybe like a handful of other people care about that, but interesting nonetheless. No, that is that's um, really weird. Yeah. As far as the winners award winners go, I feel vindicated that Elvis won nothing. That's fair. Reasonable. I understand that. I think this is, should be a lesson to all actors. 
<laughs> that method That's acting so is not a real thing. That produces and it good, doesn't win you good outcomes. <laughs> method acting does not win your awards. All method That's acting so does funny. is make you pretend to have Elvis' voice for two years. It makes during you look like a tip. Uh, and it makes you look like an idiot and frankly yeah. makes you lose all the awards. That's the only reason you lost the Oscars. The lost only reason. Fault. It's not because there were better films this year or better performances. It's because Period. you made some Also, choices. apparently Tom Hanks' performance in that movie is like a career worst. <laughs> I did hear that actually, which is so funny. Well, like funny in like a ooh kind of way, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Um... Mm. What else? Mm. Who else didn't win? Um, other Fablemans didn't win anything, which is also a lesson on being pretentious. Honestly, basically no one won anything except for everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, let's be well, completely I think honest. All, all Quiet on the Western Front won like four awards. Four no, awards. Two. I think it yeah, only it won one. All, no, All Quiet on the Western Front won, like, four awards to Everything Everywhere 7. Interesting. I swear I've only seen it win one, but that could be because I'm only looking at the ones that were announced yesterday. I think it's because you're dumb bum. Anyway. <laughs> I think an Everything well, Everywhere yes. sweep <clears throat> is earned. I think I totally this is one agree. of the few years where there's been a sweep where it actually makes sense, and I think... Well, I think it does make sense because in each individual category that it won, it was the standout in that category. It wasn't like yeah. it was like they were just giving it to a movie that was really good. You know, it was like mm. in each individual thing that they were nominated for, they did really fucking good in that. So it was, yeah. and it was unique. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. And I think all of that combines to make it winning best picture make a lot of sense. Mm. Um Absolutely. As we mentioned before, Stephanie Shu was fucking robbed of mm. Best Supporting Actress. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That's yeah, well, I was an say, willy washy joke. Whilst I wanted the sweep to happen... I wanted the sweep to happen with Stephanie Shrew winning, not Jamie Lee. And that's nothing yeah. against Jamie Lee. She's very, very great in the movie. And she's probably done had other roles in her career that probably deserved a win more than this. But okay. I'm happy for Stephanie her. Stephanie Shrew should have won. Stephanie Shrew should have won. Yes. Having said that, I would no. have been over Jamie Lee Curtis. No offense to her. I still would have preferred either Stephanie Shrew... Angela Bassett. Oh my god, I fucking forgot about Angela Bassett. Oh my god, she should have won. I'm really sorry. If if everything everywhere all at once had to win, Stephanie Shrew should have been the one to win, but I think the person who should have won that category was Angela Bassett. I don't disagree. I think that um 
once you watch The Banshees of Inisherin, you'll probably agree that Carrie Condon is up there. Oh, I have seen a lot of people say actually that she should have won that category, but she was. I watched it the other day, and she's fucking phenomenal. Um, I also. Think I mean, that... again, all just adding to the to the to the story that Jamie Lee again. Sorry, love you. You did do a good job. Should not have won that category. <laughs> yeah, well, like out of the half of the nominees that I think deserve to win, it was Carrie Condon, Angela Bassett, and Stephanie Shu. That's yeah, all I'll say. Absolutely. And I would have been ecstatic for any of those. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that's fair. I also watched After Sun. <clears throat> oh yeah. <clears throat> Which was nominated for like best actor and all that. Interesting. And I and I, I I do think that Paul Mezcal probably had a better performance than Brendan Fraser uh, and Austin Butler. Interesting. And most of the other nominees. Um, but again, I understand the Brendan Fraser win. You know. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. frankly, if the choice was between Brendan Fraser and Austin Butler winning, I'm glad it was Brendan Fraser. But if I had it my way, it probably would have been Paul Mezcal. Anyway. That's fair. That's that's understandable. And I've um... got to say, just to be like completely transparent, mm. I typically have issues with award shows handing out a sweep, like doing a sweep. Uh, if an award show gives one thing all of the awards, I usually hate it. That's but fair, that's usually because it's not the movie I want it to be. <laughs> well, it's because usually it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's like a pretentious And this year, movie. it's the movie I was rooting for was The Sweep, and I'm happy that it's The Sweep. <laughs> <laughs> fair, very reasonable, very But fair. I just, I want to point out that I am aware that that's hypocritical of me, because I complain on the podcast about, like, when they, when the Grammys give the same person Oof. all the awards, and it's, like, boring as fuck. Yeah. Like... Anyway. That's because I just never have any nuance. Where is this yeah. one? I don't know. Anyway. Cool. Good one. Love that for us. Let's wrap this sucker up. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say on the Oscars TVH. Me either. Me either. It was very, uh, I'm not going to use the word boring, but. I don't think it was boring. It was just very chill. Yeah, that's fair. Which that's I fair. think they need after the last few years of, all, of Oscars. Very, very reasonable. Very reasonable. Mm. I will say though, the choice of having Jimmy Kimmel host, boo, hate it, don't like it, fucking do better. <laughs> yeah, I Jimmy think, Fallon I think... or no Jimmy at all. <laughs> Interesting. I don't like Jimmy Fallon either necessarily. His oh, I mean, absolutely I don't... makes me want to suffocate myself. But I don't necessarily <sighs> like him. Like, I wouldn't watch either of those talk shows, but, like, as people, absolutely Jimmy Fallon. I like him way more. Interesting. See, I think they have equal negative attributes, and that is Jimmy Fallon's fake laugh and, um... Jimmy Fallon's fake laugh and Jimmy Kimmel's, like, zero facial expressions. He's got, like, no Mm. depth to his Mm -hmm. him. I think they kind of are pretty on par for me as far as Jimmy hating goes. Interesting. 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 Very mm. interesting. I definitely disagree, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. Um, uh, I think that's it. Okay. Right? Wrap it up. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a very fun, cute, fresh awards show for us. Loved it. Definitely. We did great. Um, love very... our nominations. Love our winners. Very As unique we are that we moment. recorded half and then did the other half 
three days later after the Oscars. Absolutely. Everyone should be aware that that's entirely Nick's fault. Um, that's Tech's fault. That's Tech's fault. No, because if you came when you were going to come, we would have had time. No, absolutely. <laughs> obviously. But if we didn't have to fuck around trying to get our computers to work for 30 minutes, we also would have gotten it done. We probably could have squeezed it in. In saying that, we have recorded for an hour. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't have a time limit. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We were much more chill today. All right. Anyway, anyway bye. If you want to follow the pod, you can at WTFIH podcast everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, um, all of them. All the links are down below. Maddie's links are still not down below because she hasn't given me her new handles for anything. Oh, sorry. Um, so just don't follow her. Fuck her. Um, <laughs> and we will be back next week with a topic that has yet to be decided. Yay! Woo! Okay. Cute. Bye! Okay. Bye!